fast. So we've taken a lot of time today. We haven't even gotten to the message yet, but we've worshiped and we've taken a lot of time of different areas of ministry that we can participate in. Why is that? Because church is not just about Sunday morning and coming in here and hearing a message, although that is very important because we're equipped to do the work of ministry. We believe in going out, which is why we are doing uh, Hello Neighbor this coming Saturday. I would love to have a bunch of you come with me. We'll divide up into teams. Uh, which is why we're sending Dean and Rachel to Niger, which is why we send a team to Jamaica. But then you have local missions. And uh, last week I said, why in the world would, you know, there's so much that goes on here in Mooresville, why would we go to Charlotte uh, to take part in this? Well, there are no abortion clinics in Mooresville. We have a, a pregnancy center that's here that helps uh, ladies, and we are very involved with that as well as far as giving and prayer walk, and, and that's great. Uh, but, it, but when ladies from Mooresville go to have an abortion, when I should say families go to have an abortion because sometimes it is families. It's the, the, the dad that's urging uh, many times. Uh, they don't go to Mooresville. They go to Charlotte. So that's why we want to get involved. And uh, next Sunday, we will have a representative here who will give us a, a, some more detail on this. We will sign up uh, to do one of two things, to pray and fast for that week and on the following Saturday to go and to pray. And you saw just a little bit of that. Last uh, week I told you this, we, we don't confront people, we don't argue, that's not the point of us going. We go, we put on a t-shirt, we worship Jesus, we walk in front of the abortion clinic and we stand across the street and we pray. And there are counselors from other groups that will counsel the ladies. And uh, we said last week that on the days that the teams show up, there's a 40% drop in abortion on those days. We make a difference. Churches make a difference. So I have a sheet in the back on the, as you go out on the right side. I want you to sign up for that, that you would be able to, one of two things, you would fast and pray for the week, and I will send out emails for the week, or that you would be willing to go with me Saturday morning uh, at 9 o'clock. And I'm taking my family. This is a family. It's a safe atmosphere. Again, we're not yelling. We're not shouting at people. We're having a presence there to pray, pray because prayer changes things. Amen? So I want you to think about that, not this coming, but the following Saturday is when we will actually go. Um, so that's, that's going to be uh, an amazing week and just to be able to witness what he's been talking about here. Well, uh, Stasha and I are going to be heading out as soon as service is over. We will give you a hug. We will love on you. But we are going to the beach for a wedding. <laughs> so uh, we might have our toes in the sand, but it will be uh, because we're doing a ceremony that's going to be there. Actually, this evening, uh, we got to get to the message, but funny story. Um, this is a guy, he was in my wedding, in our wedding when we got married uh, a little over 18 years ago. He was, he was in our wedding, and Keely, uh, the, the lady that he is marrying, she cut my hair when I had it uh, from the time I was 16 years old until I was 32 whenever I, you know, just took the clippers and did what I did. It freaked Stasha out, but she can't see my hair now anyway, so, um, but, you know, so it works out. <laughs> But um, anyway, so we're going down to do their wedding. We're going to stay tomorrow. I'm beginning my study week to prepare for 2018. And what we're going to do is talk through calendar stuff tomorrow. We're going to pray a little bit. Tuesday morning, we will get up. I'm going to drop her back off at the house. I'm headed to Ignite Academy, which is where Christian was, uh, which is where we went to Bible college. And I'm going to spend a few days through Friday uh, up there just praying and seeking God and what's on your heart, Lord, for 2018 for Abundant Life. So thank you for your prayers. If you need anything at all, on the back of your bulletin, you'll have the number for the elders. Of course, I don't think, 
I don't know if your number's on there back, the staff is on there back there yet. But anyway, if you need uh, the elders, you can call them. And uh, especially Miss Vicki, she's always available, mostly always available during the daytime unless something comes up. She's got a lot going on too, but she'll be able to respond if, if you need anything especially. So we're talking about the one another's here in our study, and it's coming to a close. We have just a few more weeks because, you know what, Thanksgiving and Christmas is just around the corner. And so um, in two weeks, we have our kids that are going to be taking over the service. Why is that? Because we believe in investing in generations. That Sunday, um, not next, but the following Sunday, it's going to be a kid's service in here. Okay? I'm not going to be preaching. And everybody said, Amanda. Okay, because Amanda and Jennifer will be teaching, and um, Dean and Rachel are going to have the toddlers in here, and they're going to be doing a special song. I've seen it. Oh, it's so amazing what the toddlers are going to be doing. But they are going to have the whole service, and so you won't want to miss that. Uh, the one another's. We, we believe in investing in one another. Well, this, this is a series that is based off of a, of a teaching by Tony Evans, and uh, we're talking about uh, a core value. We have six core values at Abundant Life that we've listed, and so we're going through a core value per series. And so this core value that we are talking about is we love God and we commit to love one another. And so in this series, we're coming out of Romans 12, 4 that says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. If you're Christ's body here today, raise your hand. If you are a believer and you know Jesus, you are part of Christ's body and you have a special function and so we're opening up about that. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So can we just hold hands and sing if we all... No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. That's a little cheesy. We won't do that. But we do want to pursue one another and commit to loving one another. We say this every week. We love God, but sometimes you just have to commit a little extra hard to love your neighbor, uh, your family member. You, just, you might have to. By the way, Corey, I'm glad you're okay. We were praying for you a couple weeks ago when you went to the hospital, and here you are today. So praise God that uh, all is well. And God's been doing some pretty amazing things in here, by the way, in the lives of people. We've been praying for uh, a lot of folks. So, so praise the Lord. Today we're talking about welcome one another. We do a good job of that. Dean got up here, or uh, Doug actually, uh, after the first song, he says, go around and greet one another. We like to fist bump and, and handshake and hug and all those type of things. And for people who are not touchy-feely people, it weirds you out just a little bit. But we like to welcome one another. We really do. That's something that, that we're pretty good at. And as you know, Stasha and I, we just moved into a new home about a month ago today is when we closed. It was a month ago today and took us a few days to get moved in after painting and everything. But one of the first things, as soon as we left the lawyer's office, there's a few things we had to get at Lowe's. So we went by there and we're going by the welcome mat area. And I said, Stasha, we need a new welcome mat for our new house. So we picked out one and I meant to bring it this morning, but packing for the trip, I totally forgot about it. But it's this nice welcome mat so that when people come to our house, they know that they are welcome unless they come in through the garage. We had some uh, fun time the other night with uh, Ralphie and Kay. But um, we, we have this sign out there that says welcome. We started out the series by saying this. When we say welcome and make yourself at home, we don't always mean that, do we? Because when we say make yourself at home, okay, I'll go through your cabinets. Let's go see what you have in your closet. By the way, and we said this too, don't invite Chad to your, your house and tell him to make himself at home. Because he will go through your cabinets, right, Jerry and Sarah? He will do that. He will go. You never know. You never know. So when we tell people make yourself at home, we really mean 
here on the couch or here at the dining table. Welcome to this part of the house, not the whole thing. We had, uh, if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, I posted a picture of a spider. that He was as big as the piano. I mean, he was huge. <laughs> he was huge. He was outside my garage, and he was starting to curl up. Because, see, I have a great pest control guy, by the way, Ryan. Uh, he's not here today, but anyway, uh, he, was, he was all curling up, and he was twitching. So he was on the way out. But he is not welcome at my home. So we, we limit that. When you have a salesman start walking up to your house, what do you do? You're like, oh, great, why is he here? Uh, that happened, too. There was a, 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 what was he, honey, or a security guy, ADT or something like that, walked up to the house, and Stasha forgot that the windows were open, and Gabe's all, I was, at, I was here, I wasn't at home, but uh, Gabe's all, Mom, there's a guy coming up, and she's like, does it look like a salesman? And uh, Gabe said, well, he's got on a suit. And Stasha goes, oh, great. And he, and he goes, sorry, ma'am, because the window was open, you know. <laughs> uh, we don't have a security system, so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just announced that for like the whole world to hear. But I do have guns. <laughs> For all who are listening who might want to come invade. Oh. But we really don't mean make yourself at home or welcome. Don't go. Everybody I know has a junk drawer or you have a junk room. Maybe you're ultra neat freak and you don't have those in your house, but most people do. Um, however, there are those people that make you feel at home. You've been around those people before. You walk into their house or here in the church. They just make you feel at home. They have what we call a spirit or a gift of hospitality. It is just natural for them. You could go into their home and they would not have a problem if you started rummaging through the cupboards. Oh yeah, make yourself at home. Yeah, the glasses are up there on the left side of the sink. Da, 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 da. You can get this, you can get that. We know people like that. But today, as we are talking about welcoming one another, we're going to see that this should be part of every believer's life. Why is this important? Why are we in church talking about this? Because the Word of God tells us this. If our relationship with one another as believers is not right, then this relationship between us and God suffers. So that's why we're taking some time to talk about this because we want our relationship with God to be right on and so we invest in one another's. The overriding theme in our study is, comes out of John 1, 4, 8. It says, but anyone who does not know, uh, I'm sorry, but anyone who does not love does not know God. That's a strong statement because God is love. So let me say that again, 1 Peter 4, 9, uh, uh, 1 John 4, 8. For anyone who does not Love does not know God, for God is love. Welcoming our brothers and our sisters is a way that we show love. Even if it means you see somebody driving up the road, and especially for those of you who have kids, and last minute you are straightening up the living room because you're like, somebody's here, it's a 911, all hands on deck. Come get your socks and put them, you know, they should be in your room anyway, but we welcome one another. Well, let's look at this for a moment. Point number one, hospitality and welcoming one another involves a proper attitude. Just like, oh great, here comes a salesman, you know, proper attitude. First Peter 4, 9 says this, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. 
And that's part of hospitality that is giving. The NIV says it this way, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Yeah, and I've been there. I've been the grumbler before. I've been the one who says, great, here comes a salesman or someone with black pants, a white shirt and a tie and a bicycle helmet. You know, really? I'm being serious, you know? I've been the one who has not always been cheerful with that. Uh, But offer uh, hospitality to one another without grumbling. He's talking to and about the family of God. So that's what we're going to see here. Be willing not only to welcome those that you like and know. Because I don't mind having people over, especially when I like and know them. But this is also talking about guests that maybe you don't know as well. And we're going to turn this around here in just a moment because there are some people that we need to be aware of, right? So we'll get to that here in just a moment. But biblical welcoming involves an act and an attitude. You'll hear that phrase uh, a few times throughout, throughout the day, an act and an attitude, because the reason God wants us to be hospitable, hospitable, hospitable is because he is addressing something that we all deal with, and that is selfishness. You know, this is my time. This is my domain. Um, we had a new neighbor that walked up last night, and I'm uh, cutting the grass and everything, and, and I'm having fun on my mower in my new yard, and I'm cutting grass, and, and she walks up, and we hadn't met her yet, but I was excited to see her because I'm like, a new neighbor, you know, and of course, we love to have people over and things like that, and she walks up an act and an attitude. So she's all, don't cut off your mower. I just wanted to say, hey, real quick. And I'm like, no, I'm cutting off my mower. Come inside, meet my wife. You know, it's an act and an attitude uh, because I have had those moments in my life where I only have a little bit of daylight left and here comes somebody bugging me. <laughs> here comes somebody who's, you know, it's an inconvenience. But we're all prone to it, okay? So when I say this today, we're all prone to it. Galatians 6.10, this is up on the screen as well. It says this, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. So I know as we've been talking about this, we're talking about the one another's and believers, and so we're thinking, okay, Christians, but this says to everyone, but especially to those of the household of faith. So who can we do good to? Who can we welcome? Well, and how do we do that? It's in word and it is in deed. When you come to my house... We don't have sweet tea like we used to have sweet tea because, you know, Stasha's doing the whole no sugar, no grain thing. But, um, but when we come to our house and someone would come in and I only had like a glass of sweet tea left, let's say it was unexpected, you know, and Mike comes over and I'm like, uh, Mike, would you like my last cup of sweet tea? What is my attitude like there? Don't take it. Don't take my last <laughs> glass of sweet tea. I've been working hard today. What he is addressing here when he talks about this is an act and an attitude in word and in deed. Uh, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality is what Romans 12, 13 says. Practice hospitality. The best way I feel for me to practice hospitality is when it is the unexpected visits. Okay, that's, I think that's a wonderful time to be able to practice the, the word practice hospitality. If lawyers and doctors can practice law and practice medicine, we are to practice hospitality is what this is saying. Hospitality was especially a requirement for church leaders. Now let me say this. When I talk about church leaders here for a moment, uh, thank you again so much for the, the love that the council and the church showed to my family, to the uh, other staff and, and all those. But let me tell you, there's something about church leadership as, as I view it 
Yes, there are those who have taken their time, who have, have studied, who've become licensed. They're pursuing uh, a specific type of ministry. But we have many, many, many church leaders at Abundant Life. Many church leaders. We have people who lead the social media, the website type of thing, uh, help lead with Wednesday night. You know, we have um, all kinds of things. Allison and Sarah, who uh, on the rotation will lead worship on Sunday morning. We have Matt and Amanda in the back who on the rotation will lead uh, a Sunday morning kids type of thing. We have different people. Kent today is the head usher. He will lead the, head, the ushers for that day and kind of direct where they are going. So when we talk about leaders here at the church and appreciating just the staff, please recognize there are leaders all around abundant life and I'm so thankful for them and what he is saying here with leaders and yes he is talking as he goes through this especially to those who are in a pastoral role uh, that you must be hospitable that's how important this idea of hospitality uh, is in the New Testament and in the Bible in other words if you were not hospitable you could not or couldn't yeah you could not be a leader within the church we think, well, you got to know Jesus. Absolutely. you got to believe that he it was a virgin birth. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave. Those things are so important. And that's to be saved, right? But to be a leader, he was saying, if you're not hospitable, you can't be a leader as well. Very important. Christian fellowship is more than greeting time on Sunday, which I, I love. Of course, I'm up here playing guitar. We are still praying for guitar players, by the way and drummers and people who can come in and you know be on a rotation we don't have a rotation for the drums we don't have a rotation for uh, the uh, acoustic or electric guitar uh, but we're still praying for those type of things um, because I want to be able to get out and greet and love but I'm you know I'm up here at the guitar so that's why before and after the service I'm out loving and I'm out uh, greeting everyone biblical hospitality invo involves more than meeting the needs of just our Christian brothers and sisters too it goes directly to our attitudes which are prone to be selfish let me talk for me it's prone to be selfish at times and if that's you you can raise your hand in your heart you know yes at times I'm prone uh, to be selfish we've all been to places where the service was horrible you know I'm thinking really of, of restaurants or you go into a place to buy something and the service is, is horrible the workers aren't helpful you don't want to go back there last night I won't say where we went but we went to this place last night we had to go pick up Nathan uh, you know I was cutting grass yesterday Stasha was working inside we're packing getting ready to go uh, to do the wedding so we just run through a restaurant through the drive-through uh, to get our meal and what we ordered wasn't ready so that no problem that could you pull around absolutely no problem at all we got half of our order we pulled around we waited no big deal that stuff happens that, that doesn't really bother me uh, so the little girl comes out and she's probably just learning how to do her job and I said and I was looking I was like ma'am we didn't get any napkins or straws or forks to go with uh, Gabe had gotten some uh, well, I can't say what he got because you know where we went. But Gabe needed a fork <laughs> uh, for what he had. And she just looked at me. And she's like, well, do you want to pull back through the drive-thru again? And I'm looking at the drive-thru and there's a line of cars. And I'm like, no, I, I guess I can come inside and, and get it. She's like, oh, well... I guess I can go inside and get it for you, you know. So you tend to not want to go back to those places. And granted, she was still learning, and I was very, you know, gracious to her. I thanked her up. Thank you so much for doing that. I, I really, I could have gone in with you. Um, anyway, you don't want to go back to those places. So think about that in your own personal life. How do people feel when they're around you? Do they want to come back? 
you know, well, I don't want people to come back, so my attitude works great. You know, that's not to be said among the people of God. God wants us to be selfish, not selfish. That's point number two. By the way, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 25. I want us to, to all turn there and we'll read together. We'll be in Matthew 25 starting in verse 40 here in just a few moments. But God wants us to be selfish, not selfish. When we are selfless, we help without looking for how we will be repaid or how we will benefit from the relationship. When you serve with the attitude of you scratch my back, that's a business transaction, not practicing hospitality and welcoming. This reminds me of um, yesterday. Let me find this real quick. This has to do with Niger uh, because I, I was texting uh, Scott yesterday. Pastor Scott was here a year ago, and he spoke to us about Niger and, uh, or Niger. And um, anyway, we usually meet at the beach at Thanksgiving. Their family is at the beach on Thanksgiving. My family is at the beach on Thanksgiving. We get together. We go back to college. You know, that's how far we go back. And so anyway, um, I had this weird dream. I've been looking at backpack blowers because where we live now, there's a bunch of trees. And so I've been looking at them. Well, I had this dream last night, uh, two nights ago, of this. I said, I text him. I said, Scott, I had this crazy dream last night. And I'm thinking it's just silly, right? that you brought me a backpack, backpack leaf blower for your birthday. So it was Scott's birthday, and he bought me this backpack leaf blower. I said, thanks, by the way. <laughs> anyway, the straps for the backpack were not included in the packaging, but you were so excited to give me the gift, you drove from Virginia, and you held the backpack to my back while I went around blowing. <laughs> this was a dream that I was having, so you can can you just picture that? I don't know what I had to eat, Miss Vicky, and I didn't have anything to drink. I promise, I don't. I don't do that. But anyway, I don't know what was going on the night before. But um, he he was holding the backpack, uh, and I was waving the wand around, and I said, I just thought I would share. And I'm talking. Two minutes went by, and he came back with this. He said, Here's an interpretation. Spirit of generosity will mold our relationship for a dynamic kingdom movement. Our partnership will be one of mutual submission and a free flowing of the Spirit of God across new lands. Distance will not be a factor. Prayer, honor, and a mutual carrying of the load will bind our hearts together in love. What? He says, wow, don't ever recall that happening before. You know, it's just, it was, that was the Spirit of God that just came upon him with an interpretation for that dream. I do believe that God gives dreams, okay? But that's the welcoming that we are talking about today. That we are willing, when I don't, now thankfully Mr. Stowe, we were here yesterday and he had his backpack blower getting the leaves and everything. He had the straps so I didn't have to walk around, you know. <laughs> but can we do that for one another in a sense of welcoming and selflessness and, and working with one another to where when we serve with the attitude of you scratch my back, it's not a business transaction that I'm going to serve you because I love you and because God has said to do that. I told you to turn to Matthew 25, verse 40. This is a story that Jesus is telling. And he says, And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. 
I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison and not help you? And Jesus said, I will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. That's a powerfully strong scripture as well when it talks about the one another's serving selflessly to benefit not just the body of Christ, but others as well. Hospitality involves how you are treating Jesus. Rejecting other believers and other people is equivalent to rejecting Jesus. How does Jesus like my attitude and my actions? Something I want to remember. Luke 10 tells the story of the Good Samaritan. We're not going to turn there, but it tells the story of the, of the Good Samaritan. A preacher and a Levite walked by and said, I hope he gets help. But then someone who was a despised person by the Jews. He was a Samaritan. They were at odds with one another. Think the, the, the racial tensions. He was a despised Samaritan and he helped and he showed hospitality and even offered to pay for the need. And Jesus thought that that was so important that he would talk about it in the Gospels. Because belief without action, when it comes to welcoming, does no good. Hospitality is more than a floor mat on the front porch or a sign that says, welcome. It is action. Come on in, eat our food. Come on in, sit at our table. Come on in, chat, and go through our cupboards if you need to. It doesn't matter because he's going to anyway. Stasha said, as long as you cook. <laughs> he was hesitating. Am I going to say anything or am I not? Why are we taking time to do a series on this? Again, our horizontal relationship with each other directly affects our vertical relationship to God. We are known for how we welcome one another and how we welcome guests as well. By the way, if you're visiting with us, thank you for being here today. We're so excited that you're here. Matter of fact, we even have a gift for you when you leave. See, it's part of giving that we're able to do. Number three, being hospitable does not exclude being led by the Holy Spirit or being wise. Okay, So I want to bring a little bit of relief to what we're talking about here today. We obviously live in difficult times where people will hurt you, people will rob you, they will deceive you, and they will lie to you. And that's within your own family. Am I right? Even within your own family. How much more, um, you know, just in the world that's out there as well. We need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in all of these situations. We're not talking about... Uh, irresponsible or acting out of guilt when we are welcoming and being hospitable to person. That's why we have a financial advisory council that meets monthly that I shoot out emails to when we have a financial request. Why is that? Because we want to be wise with what God has given us. You want to be wise with what God has given you. So being hospitable does not exclude being led by the Holy Spirit or being wise. How do you become wise in the things of the Lord and how are you led by the Holy Spirit? you got to be with Him in His Word, practicing, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So I want to encourage you. We have the yearly reading program, and it's not too late. Yes, I know we only have, what was it, Sarah, six weeks until Christmas? 
till Thanksgiving. Okay, so then not too much. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'm leaving. We got to go shopping. The end of the year is almost here, but it's not too late to get started to practice hearing uh, the voice of God through His Word. Number four, be willing to help. Why? Because as Hebrews 13.1 says, it says, Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Check this out. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. You mean God actually does that? He sends angels here to the earth? According to this, He does. And He may even send them your way to check your heart. He may even send them your way to provide an answer to prayer. What do we mean by that? Well, let's look. If you want God to do for you, you must be willing to do the same for others. Entertain strangers because God may be trying to answer your prayer. The Holy Spirit will stir your heart at that moment. It'll just be something within you. You're like, this is kind of different. I'm not sure what's going on here. Let's keep it looking at this for a moment. You will know. Years ago, I stopped tipping a server based on their hospitality. I've said this before. In other words, I give at least 20%. Okay, 18%, you're supposed 15 to 18 at lunch, 20%. So whether it's my money, whether I'm, you know, it's a, a church function, it's at least 20% that I give. It doesn't matter how the service is. Why is that? Well, I may not go back if the service is horrible, but I at least do that because I recognize that my life, they may have heard my conversation. Did they do their job? Well, maybe they didn't. But you know what? Who knows what they were going through that day? Who knows what they were going through? And I've heard people even say this before. Why would I give a waiter or a waitress 15 to 20% while I only give God 10%? Well, you don't give the waiter and waitress 10% of your income. <laughs> it's just the bill, all right? That's my personal view, okay? I'm not pushing that on anybody else. I'm just saying that's my personal view of that. But you never know what test may be out there. Here's the thing, whether or not you give me good service, I'm just a good tipper. That's just who I am. And so that's a way that I, that I choose to witness. Again, I may not go back, but I want them to know, especially if they've heard my conversation, especially if they've seen me bow my head in prayer, I want them to know that I'm a person of integrity and that I represent Jesus. I want to talk about, um, just explore this as we close today with point number five about entertaining strangers unaware and God answering a prayer through that. What if I feel that I can't give and be hospitable? We've been in that place before, right, Mom? <laughs> Where we couldn't give money uh, growing up. Uh, we couldn't be there. But here's what Jesus said. We'll get to this here in just a moment in uh, Luke 4. But Jesus pointed back to the widow of Zarephath. Now, we have mentioned her in our services before. She is the widow that Elisha went to and said, Make me a cake of bread. And she said, All I have is a cake of bread. We're going to eat it and we're going to die. Because it's all the food that they have. And Elisha said, Well, make it for me anyway. Okay, that sounds pretty bold, doesn't it? God sent the prophet to her to test her, or in that he tested her, and what happened? Elisha said, now go gather all this oil 
from your, or all these containers from your neighbor, and I want you to pour out that last little bit of oil, and all the containers that she had collected, the oil continued to flow. So not only was she able to eat and feed her family, she was able to sell the oil. So because she was obedient and because she was hospitable, the Lord provided for her needs. So you never know when God is sending someone your way to answer a prayer that you may have had, a request that you may have had from the Lord. She believed God. Her faith and her reality were at odds at this moment. Okay, here's a prophet of God. I know he's a prophet of God, and he's telling me to give, and this is all I have. They were at odds. You ever been there before? They were at odds. They were butting heads at the moment. But she was blessed for the rest of the drought because of her hospitality to the man of God. Believe God and trust him for your well-being. The reference for that, by the way, that Jesus said was Luke, 20, uh, Luke 4, verse 25 through 26. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but I can remember there was a specific situation. My brother had just gone away to the military, and so it was just me. Mom, Mom and I lived in a small two-bedroom house. I think it was like 100 square feet. It's probably 800 square feet, 900 square feet. And um, my brother had a really good friend, and actually he was my friend too, a little bit older than me, but he had gotten kicked out of his house. Remember that, Mom? And Mom, I mean... She was doing good. Things had started to turn around for mom with her job and, and things like that and recovering from my, when my dad had left and all those type of things. But anyway, this young man did not have a place to stay. And I remember she invited him in, two-bedroom house. Guess where he's staying? My room. <laughs> she fed him. She made sure she, that he had anything that he needed. And today, I just checked. Was, this has probably been two or three years ago that I, I saw him last. He is serving the Lord. He is involved in his church because someone who had very little was willing to open up her house, not to a total stranger, but didn't know him extremely well. But there was something of the Spirit of God that dropped in her heart and said, this is the right thing to do. And she did it. Am I willing to do that same thing? Boy, i got to check my heart on that. I really do. I've got to check my heart. Only if they can benefit the house, hold. What if they can't? The Bible says to be hospitable and to serve others. Can we all stand today? Here's the point. Let God use you. Let God use you. Whether it's a stranger who walks up to your door or someone in a restaurant or... I don't know what it is. You'll know. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Again, be wise. Be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that you have to provide for everybody. That's not what we're saying today. We're saying listen to the voice of God, but especially with the household of faith. Let's be welcoming. Let's be willing to open up our doors and say, come on in, because do you have a need that we can help you with? And that's being the church of Christ. The church in Acts, they, they, at this point, they came, and this was an unusual time in history. The church was under amazing persecution. They came, they sold everything, they shared with those who had in need, and, and it pleased God. Can we be willing to share what God has given to us? God wants to welcome you into his family. I'm already a believer. Absolutely. I understand that. But there was a time where you weren't, and he wanted to welcome you with all of your sin, with all of your mistakes. Even though you may have been a good person, 
God was ready to welcome you. And he says, Jessica, can you do the same thing? Can you welcome those who need the Lord? Lisa, can you do the same thing? Debbie, can you do the same thing? Can you welcome Matt and Amanda? Can you guys welcome? And it's, it's almost that personal call, Ink and Beth. You know, can you guys welcome? Dwayne, would you be willing to welcome? Danny, would you be willing to welcome those that I am sending your way, even if you don't know it? And so the prayer for that is, Lord, help us to be wise. Lord, help us to be discerning when you are sending people to us that we need to welcome, because it may just be an answer to prayer. So Lord, give us wisdom in these things. And I want to ask today, I do this every week too, you're thinking, you know what, I'm not even part of this family of God that you're talking about, um, the whole thing about Jesus, I'm not even, I've heard the name Jesus, maybe you haven't ever heard the name Jesus, we have today. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity today to give your life to Jesus. You may hear here in society or in churches, we call it get saved. You know, give your life to the Lord, get saved. You know, basically you're assuring yourself of a, a life that you have God with you. You're, you're assured of heaven. And um, because we do believe that there is an enemy out there who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come to give life and God is offering life to you today. So if you've never received Jesus, I want to pray with you today. And here's how I pray with you. I just say, if you'll just wave your little hand at me, or maybe you have a big hand, you can wave it at me, and I'll know who I'm praying for. We have a Bible that we want to give you as well. Anybody want to receive Jesus today? I need to make that commitment. Anybody? We're all good in here? All right, today we have an opportunity. This week we have an opportunity, because we're believers in here, to go out and share the good news, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. Amen? Amen.